Aloha guys, welcome to another episode of Ohana. My name is Lima and I am your host. Thank you so much for joining me and for supporting uh, the Scattered Abroad Network. And I hope that the content that I share on this podcast has been a light for you and encouraging for you uh, as we study more about God's family that we read about in the New Testament. And so our episode today is titled, Why I Love My Ohana in Christ. Why I Love My Ohana in Christ. You know, the church is family. It's Ohana. And Jesus called on us to love one another. In John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35, Jesus basically said, I'm giving you a new commandment uh, that you should obey. And that new commandment is that you love one another as I have loved you, Jesus said. And Jesus continues on and he says, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples. The mark that we wear that helps the world identify who we are is that of love. And so we, we must love our family, right? And, and take care of each other. And that's, that's the command that our Lord has given to us. In this episode, I want us to highlight some of the reasons why I love the church, uh, some of the reasons why I love the Ohana of God in Christ Jesus. And the first reason is this. I love the Ohana in Christ because Jesus is her foundation. Right? We're a family that is founded on the Son of God, the truth that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. It, it was this confession by Peter, this acknowledgement of truth by Peter, that Jesus had built the church upon. He built the church upon the fact that, that he is God's Son. Right in Matthew 16, if you have your Bible with you, verse 13 through 19, the Bible says that when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his, he asked his disciples, saying, Why do men or who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And so they said, Some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, some and others Jeremiah, one of the prophets. And he said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you by my Father who is in heaven. And I say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven heaven again right the rock upon which jesus had built the church was not peter but the confession that peter made you are the christ the son of the living god and so we we love the ohana because at the very core of the ohana or the foundation of our family in christ is jesus right he is the foundation the apostle Paul built upon the foundation who is Christ. 
1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 11, there's no other foundation than, than, that can be laid than that which was already laid, that is Jesus, the foundation of Jesus. Jesus uh, shared a, a parable at the very end of the Sermon on the Mountain, the parable of the builders. And the wise builder was the one who built his house on the foundation that is Christ or the teachings of Christ, right? And the rain came, the flood, uh, 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 and the winds blew against the house and it stood firm. But the foolish man who built his house on the sand, right? Who built his house on other things, everything else but Christ, his house was destroyed by the elements, by the storms of life. And so it is true when we're talking about our spiritual family. If the foundation is not Jesus, then, then there's going to be a day where, where this building that we're trying to build on sand will be destroyed. But if our family is rooted in Christ, if our family, our spiritual family and our physical families are being built upon the foundation that is Christ Jesus, then no matter what the storms of life will do, that house will stand firm. We will be able to bear through those challenges. And so that's, that's one of the reasons why I love the Lord's church, the Lord's family, because at the very core, at the foundation of our family, at the head of our family, Colossians 1 and verse 18, Ephesians 1, 22 and 23, at the head of our family is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, right? And so here's reason number two, right? Here's reason number two of why I love our Ohana in Christ. The reason number two is the Ohana, the church of Christ that we read about in the Bible. It is the answer to Christ's prayer, right? You go to John chapter 17 and you read about the Lord's prayer there. And Jesus prayed for himself, glorifying God and and seeking to be glorified with him. He also prayed for his disciples, the, the apostles. And then he also prayed for uh, others that will believe in him through the apostles' word. And he prayed for all to be one as the Father and he is one. Right? And I was, want us to notice that this prayer is not answered by denominationalism. That's division, right? But this prayer is answered by the Lord's church, right? By the family or the Ohana of Christ. Notice what Jesus said in John 17, verse 20 and 21. He, he prayed, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. All right. Again, this is a prayer for unity. And 
if you are looking for the Lord's church, and let's say let's say you travel the 50 states, let's say there's there's a gathering of, of New Testament Christians in every single state, right? And I hope that's the case. Let's say you go to each state and you and and all of these gatherings are sound according to God's word what you will find is this unity, the same beliefs, the same teachings, the same word is being preached, the same type of leadership, the same type of worship. It doesn't change. And no matter where you go, you'll be able to find God's family. And that's one of the things we love about our Ohana in Christ is the unity that we have. We are the answer to Christ's prayer for unity, so long as we are faithful to the word of God, so long as we remain sound in doctrine, right? And if you're listening and you and you are a New Testament Christian, then, then you and I already agree on a lot of things because we find it in the word, right? For example, you and I would agree that baptism is absolutely necessary for salvation. And, and why is that? Why do we agree to that? Well, because 1 Peter 3 and verse 21 says, we baptism now saves us. Acts 2 and verse 38, when they needed to be saved, Peter responded, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. We see in, in, in Christ's teaching, in, in Mark chapter 16, verse 15 and 16, Jesus says, go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. You know why we agree that baptism is necessary for salvation? Because we agree on what the Bible says. We believe that that's what God's word says. Right? And so I love that about God's family. Now, the sad thing is, you look at the world of Christendom today, you have so many different opinions, different understandings in many, in many uh, different topics, right? But when, even when you come to the topic of baptism, you walk down different churches that exist in the streets here in Hawaii. One church will say is necessary. One church will say, well, it's optional. Another church will say, well, it, does, it doesn't do anything. So who's right? But if you find the Lord's church, the Lord's ohana, God's people, you will find that they agree with the Bible no matter where they gather. So long as we are sound in doctrine, we agree. right? And that's one of the things that, that the Apostle Paul had to deal with in the church in Corinth. They, they, were, they, were, they were dividing themselves by trying to follow men instead of following Christ. And so Paul pleads with him and he says, now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly together in the same mind and in the same judgment. First Corinthians one and verse 10. Right. And so why do I love the Lord's church? My Ohana in Christ. Number one, Christ is the foundation Number two, she or our Ohana is the answer to Christ's prayer uh, for unity. Number three, it's 
our ohana's commitment to the truth. Right again, if you go back to the prayer that Jesus prayed in John 17, 17, he says, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Truth, according to Jesus, is knowable and it makes us free, right? Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, if you abide in my word and you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And so I love the Church of Christ or the Ohana of Christ because of her commitment to the truth. We don't have Church of Christ doctrine. We're not like the other gatherings out there, the other vain gatherings out there that, that follow catechisms, that follow uh, some other book or some manual or some confession of faith that have additional things to go along with God's word. We don't need additional things to go along with God's word. God's word is all we need. right? So we don't have man-made doctrines or creeds or confessions of faith or catechisms. We only have Bible. Uh, 2 Timothy 3, verse uh, uh, 16 and 17. All right, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. All scriptures given by inspiration of God. And is profitable for our doctrine, for our reproof, <coughs> excuse me, for correction in righteousness, that the for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly equipped unto every good work. That's what we have in God's family. We have the word of God. And so we we are committed to the truth. Because we understand that if we if we follow the truth, then we are pleasing to God, right? When we worship, our worship must be, according to Jesus, in spirit and in truth, John 4 and verse 24, right? And so we, we do things based on the word of God. If it's not according to the truth, we do not do it, right? And so... That's why we love the Lord's church. She has a commitment to the truth. First Timothy 3 and verse 15, Paul said to Timothy, but if I delayed, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. Right? The pillar and ground of the truth, right? And so the idea of, of that passage, it's, it's not saying that the church comes up with the truth. Rather, it's saying the idea of a pillar and ground, it's a support system. The church holds up the truth, right? We don't come up with it. As a matter of fact, the church is a product of the truth, but our whole purpose is to hold that truth up, to declare that truth, to support that truth, to defend that truth. And I love that about our church family. We, we want to be sure that we're walking in truth, that we know the truth, that we are declaring the truth. Because there's so many false prophets out there. I'll tell you, there's so many. First John chapter 4 and verse 1 
John gave a warning to Christians. He says, beloved, do not believe every spirit. In other words, do not believe any person who says they follow Jesus or they're preaching the truth. But he continues on and says, but test the spirits, test what that person is saying to see if it's according to the word of God, right? We, we want to be noble Bereans, Acts 17 and verse 11, going through the scriptures to see if what is being told or what is being said or preached is according to God's word. So I love the church of Christ because one, Jesus is her foundation. Two, she is the answer to Christ's prayer for unity. And then three is her commitment to the truth. Here's reason number four. I love my Ohana in Christ. I, I love the church of Christ because Jesus loves her. Right? The church is the bride of Christ, Revelation 21 and verse 9. And in the book of Ephesians, chapter 5, the apostle Paul used the relationship of marriage to help communicate to the Ephesians and to us today the relationship between Jesus and the church and his bride or his family. Right? And if you go there with me, I want us to notice verse 5 or chapter 5 of Ephesians, verse 23 through 32. And it says, therefore, the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. And then he says, husbands, love your wife, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. And notice that. Jesus Loved the church. He is the savior of the church. He gave himself for the church. You keep reading Ephesians and it says that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. That he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that. She should be holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes it and cherishes it, just as the Lord does the church. Notice that. Paul says that Jesus saves the Ohana, the church. Jesus gave himself for the church. Jesus would sanctify and cleanse the church through the word, the precious word of God, the word of truth. Jesus wants to present the church to himself, a glorious church, and he takes care and provide for her. He loves the church, and so should I, and so should you. Why do we love the church? Because... Jesus is her foundation because she is his, she is the answer to his prayer. And because she, the church, our Ohana in Christ, is committed to the truth, the word of God. 
and that she, the Church of Christ, the Ohana, is loved by Jesus. And so these are a few reasons why we should all love our Ohana. But there's plenty more reasons that we can add. And so we find those reasons in his word. And so may God guide our hearts in such a way that, that we learn through the scripture how we can love each other, how we can love our Ohana in Christ, how we could agape the church and not do things that will bring harm to our family or hurt our family, but do things that will help our family make it to heaven together. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. God bless you all and take care.